I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 41, Miscarriage and Stillbirth. Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Hope, a Baha'i mother, wife, poet, among many other things, and this is my podcast to mother where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. Today we're going to be covering a very delicate, difficult, and important subject, which is miscarriage and stillbirth. And I want to start out at the very beginning saying that I haven't personally experienced a miscarriage or a stillbirth, and I would really prefer to have someone on the podcast who has had that experience. I find it difficult to find time with other moms to record, which I totally understand because me and myself, I also find it difficult sometimes. I have to sneak away or I have to record and stop and start over and all that stuff. But if you are a mother or a father, a parent who's listening to this podcast, and you have a personal experience with miscarriage and stillbirth and you feel comfortable to talk about that experience, I think it would be really powerful for us to have that conversation to learn about the spiritual lessons that your family has gone through, how you kept your faith and your joy and the challenges and difficulties, everything that goes along with before, during, and after. Um, so you can email me at info at andreahope.org if you would like to share your personal experience with me. We could have an interview or you could just record yourself and share some insights or some perspective that you have. But it was really important for me in addressing motherhood to be able to talk about miscarriage and stillbirth because that is a part of motherhood. And so since I've done 40 episodes now, I really didn't want to do another one without covering this topic. And I'm going to talk about it because I always want to be authentic and I always want to talk from what I know. Um, I'm going to talk about this in supporting other mothers who have had miscarriages or stillbirth or families who are going through that. So I'm in my 30s, so the last probably five to seven years, I've had experience with several people who are close to me who've had this experience, and um, it affects at least 20% of the population. So I'm sure all of us listening know someone, whether we know it you know, consciously or not, who has had a miscarriage or a stillbirth, but we don't talk about it enough. And so, and I've had my own difficulties with talking about it, so that's why I wanted to kind of record my journey and my understanding and my reflections. And of course, like I said, if you have had that experience and you have something else you'd like to contribute, I'd really appreciate that. So the reading today is from Abdu'l-Baha and it's from a message that he wrote to a mother who had lost her young son. O thou beloved maidservant of God, Although the loss of a son is indeed heartbreaking and beyond the limits of human endurance, yet one who knoweth and understandeth is assured that the son hath not been lost, but rather has stepped from this world into another, and she will find him in the divine realm. That reunion shall be for eternity, while in this world separation is inevitable and bringeth with it a burning grief. That beloved child addresseth thee from the hidden world. O thou kind mother, thank divine providence that I have been freed from a small and gloomy cage and, like the birds of the meadows, have soared to the divine world, a world which is spacious, illumined, and ever gay and jubilant. Therefore, lament not, O mother, and be not grieved. I am not of the lost, nor have I been obliterated and destroyed. 
I have shaken off the mortal form and have raised my banner in the spiritual world. Following this separation is everlasting companionship. Thou shalt find me in the heaven of the Lord, immersed in an ocean of light. This is a very sweet and comforting message that Abdu'l-Baha is giving to parents who have lost their young children, in specific this woman, but really talking to all of us. And I think overall you can hear the tenderness and the sweetness, but I also think it's such a wonderful example of how to approach this situation for us who have friends and family members who are going through it. I noticed the very first thing here that I read was that he talks about how the loss is beyond the limits of human endurance. So it's important to me that Abdu'l-Baha doesn't go straight into, you know, it happens for a reason and these are the principles involved, but that he first acknowledges that it is such a difficult loss. And so I just kind of want to pause in that moment where we see that he says it is beyond the limits of human endurance. It's heartbreaking. So I just want to give that space for anyone who has experienced this to feel like Abdu'l-Baha is saying, yes, this is a difficult situation and acknowledging that. And I think that's really important to have that space for ourselves and for our loved ones, allow those feelings to be felt. And then he goes on to connect between spiritual principles of the Baha'i faith and death and our understanding that this is not really a death, but it's just another phase of our spiritual life and he gives all this assurance that you will find your child in the next world that they've actually been freed from the difficulties of this world and that they are not lost and so I think that coupling to me really stands out that he's acknowledging first that it's a difficult situation the other part that he says is that it brings with it a burning grief and then on the other side, he applies the spiritual principles of the Baha'i faith to the situation, which is that there's everlasting companionship, that separation from the, in this world is inevitable. We know that the next world brings so much more joy and so much more illumination, and that this is not a punishment. Overall, Baha'u'llah says, I have made death a messenger of joy unto thee. This is also something that I've seen in the letters of the Universal House of Justice when there's been writings talking about the death of someone and then the House of Justice will talk about being grieved or so very saddened to hear of this death and you can think maybe early on in your journey or understanding of these principles, well, if death is a messenger of joy, then why are they sorrowful and grieved? And it's like, well, we're not sorry for that person. We believe that that is a beautiful thing for that person, but we can acknowledge that that's a difficulty for us who stay here on earth. So we can acknowledge the loss of that presence for us physically in our daily lives while we still know that that person is in a better place. So that was one of the things that I wanted to share, just my understanding of using Abdu'l-Baha as our perfect exemplar and trying to see in his words how we might treat this subject. The other thing that I wanted to say, which I think that this is something people understand, but when you're in a difficult situation and you're grieving, it can be nice just to have the reminder that even the earliest women in our faith and every faith have suffered the loss of their children at a young age and in the womb or not been able to conceive children. So it's definitely, to me, not any indication of a spiritual state or the quality of the mother because 
even the spouses of the prophets, you know, and their children have had miscarriages, had lost their children in an early age. So I just believe that this example that it has happened to women over the whole history of time and in every religious group, it should just be really assuring to mothers and families that it's not an indication of a person's spiritual significance, but you know that there's a greater meaning. Maybe that's all the time that this little one needed right now, or maybe there is some lesson that needs to be learned in this. But yeah, just to remind ourselves that even the wives and daughters and loved ones of the prophets of God have experienced miscarriage and the loss of their children at young ages. And my living the life tip for this week is really to acknowledge it. So the biggest thing that I've heard when I've talked to people who've experienced miscarriage or stillbirth is that it can feel like it's not real. Because your baby wasn't born into the world or was only born for a couple of days or weeks or months, it can feel like, oh, well, do I really have the right to be so grieved in this because I didn't even get to meet my baby or my baby was only alive for a few minutes? It feels like, well, was it even real kind of thing? And so I think it is really important that it is real and to acknowledge it. And I'll just say from my perspective as a person who is trying to support others, sometimes it's not clear for me if I should say something or if I should wait for the other person. So I've had heard moms feel like, you know, people just shut me out or just act like I did something wrong or didn't talk to me. But I think also on the other side of that is if you're not talking about it, then people don't want to be the ones to bring it up. And so it's a very difficult situation. I'm a person who's very open, so I don't have so much privacy in my life because I think communication is so important. And I think it just helps us understand each other so much better. Like I would always encourage people to talk about these things and be open about these things. And even if you're just talking about how you feel about it or hey this happened and our family isn't ready to talk about it yet or this happened and we would really like to say prayers with people or do this with people. I think that communication is really important. Now of course you don't have to do that if you're not comfortable. You should never make yourself do something that you're not comfortable doing it. But I think sometimes we can get in our head and feel like oh well people aren't supporting me or things aren't happening or this person like isn't talking to me about it and it's just like someone has to initiate that conversation. So for me, I would prefer the family to tell me what they're comfortable with, but if they're in a state where they're not willing to do that, then if I'm close to them, I can also just be very honest and say, hey, I know that you're going through this and I'm not sure how I can be of help or you know, just know that I really would like to support you and I'm trying to learn how to do that better or you know, whatever statement is honest for you. And so my friend, thank goodness we were close enough that she did share with me and she did tell me some of the painful things that um, other people had said to her and that feeling that she had of, you know, is it really real? Is it something that she should be upset about? And then I think a couple of days after I had an opportunity to just stop by her job and leave some flowers and a little note for her. You know, often when we have funerals for people, we buy flowers, we put flowers on their gravestone. So I thought it would be appropriate to give her some condolence flowers. And I know that she really appreciated that. So I would say if you're trying to support someone in this situation, to think about is there something that you can offer them? Even a small gesture, I would consider getting these flowers a small gesture, but the greater significance of that was what I was saying about acknowledging it. I'm acknowledging that someone you love has passed away and that this is a difficulty for your family. This is a death for your family. 
and this is a moment of grief and it deserves condolences and it deserves sympathy and there's a lot to process in that and so just letting the person know that you care about them that you're there for them if you can be really specific about how you can be there for them I think that can help and if you want to be consistent with that because sometimes people you know might not take you up on your offer the first time but like I said just to openly communicate like I would really like to cook for you or organize a devotional for your child who has passed away or things like that and if you don't hear back you might just say you know I don't want to pressure you or anything but I just wanted to call and let you know that I'm still available to do this would you like to do this you know please feel free to let me know if you wouldn't just understand as a person who's supporting there's a lot going on in that family's minds and hearts and souls so you might have to follow up you probably will have to follow up a couple times to really be there and show them that you can support them and then also for if you're a person in that situation you know because of the history of there being such silence around these things I think a lot of us we don't know like how to talk about it or what to say about it there are people in my family who I've heard from hearsay have experienced it, but they've never talked to me about it themselves. So it's like people could have grown up their whole lives like never realizing that it's something that we should talk about or that we should acknowledge. And this could be their first experiencing with that. So it's not necessarily that there isn't that support, but that we all have to learn together how to support it. And I believe that a first step towards that is acknowledging it and being in a phase as we are in the faith with so many things of learning a humble posture of learning that you know we might say the wrong thing sometimes or we might not know how to feel or how to react and but we're never going to know if we don't have the conversation and we don't try so the personal thing that I felt is I have had a few of my close friends who've had the experience of having a miscarriage and I wanted to do something so that I could feel like I have a way to acknowledge it and I don't want to be silent about it so I made these little charms which are a little angel and a quote from this passage that I read from Abdu'l-Baha which says that thou shalt find me in the heaven of the Lord immersed in an ocean of light so this is a quote that Abdu'l-Baha is speaking in the voice of the child and telling the mother that this is what your child would say if you recall from the reading the quote earlier and so I have that little quote printed on a charm and it comes along with a little angel and this is something that's available in my Etsy store that you can send to a mother or a family who is experiencing miscarriage that this verse might be of some comfort to them now ideally I would love to really be able to give these away for free I'm in the phase now of connecting with so many Baha'i moms, which I think is just, it's just been so wonderful for me, the groups that I have and the connections that I have. So I actually know quite a few moms who have had this experience, and I hope that I will be able to send them far and wide these charms. Um, but at this phase, it would take quite a bit for me to be able to do that. So if you're interested in even supporting the project, you could always contribute to the charms and I can find someone to send it to who would be very touched to receive it. I have sent them to a few of my friends, but there are other women as well, um, as I said, that I would love to send the charms to. So to end this episode, I wrote a book called To Mother, which is kind of how this podcast started. I wrote a poetry book called To Mother, and then I wanted to start this podcast and I wasn't sure what to call it, and I decided, oh, I'll just call it to mother because that's what I called my book, and it would just be <laughs> kind of simple to keep with the same like name theme. 
And in that, I explored all these different aspects of motherhood. So there's four sections, mother land, mother load, mother temple, and mother tongue. So exploring all those ideas of being a mother, a mother by birth, an adoptive mother, a foster mother, a mother of the community. I wanted to include a poem for mothers who had lost their children. And the poem that I included is called Angel Babies. And I'll read that poem to close. Angel Babies. Water slips through their fingers. What was once solid is now dust. If not her body, blood, and flesh, what shall a good woman trust? In the gardener who picked the seed before its chance to sprout? She once feared only the lion's roar. Now tiny forms fill her with doubt and worry. Is this the lesson? to give up all to God, even what you've yet to hold. Will they await us in the heavens, frolicking fields of saintly souls? To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator, that's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit baha'i.org.